Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm my chip ups, man. I got this, yeah. Ankle pickers, welcome to the set the spread for UFC 262. We've got Charlie Olives and Michael Chandler fighting for the lightweight title this weekend in Houston, where two of the three of us will be in attendance. Looking forward to that one. Start packing a bag. I've got DK in my upper left. I've got RP in my upper right. How are you guys doing? Absolutely terrific. Riding on a high from last week's awesome card. And a couple of green events in a row. Pretty much second that. For a car that was beyond not excited for it, it actually did keep me entertained, and the money definitely helped. But I'm, I'm ready for this card this week. I know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, everybody. You never know what's going to happen this day and age, but I hope it stays intact. We have lost a few of them along the way and uh, got some feelings on the main card in particular. We've lost two of those fights just in the past, what, week and a half now. Nate Diaz and Leon Edwards and Jack Hermans, Edmund Shabazian, both Rip. scratched and moved. And uh, still have a pretty exciting card that we were just chatting it up a little bit. Some pretty evenly matched up bouts, especially on the main card here. Well, we're coming off, what, three or four weeks in a row of just some elite spread setting and that has definitely coincided with some very green cards from both Reese and DK. So looking forward to hopefully continuing that. Although this one, uh, we've got some tight lines here, so it'll be tough. Looking forward to challenging you guys. Reese has got the season long lead at seven five. So he's going to kick things off coming off of last week's win. The first fight on the main card, bantamweight bout, Matt Schnell and Rogerio Bontorin. Reese, go for it. Danny and I were discussing, no one heard this because it was off recording, but we were talking about how we genuinely can't pick the favorite with 100% confidence in any of these fights on the main card. This one is called the uh, pre-show meeting. We're going big time, Reese. Don't forget it. I'm going to say with Bontorin being on a two-fight skid, tough two-fight skid too. I know one was a quick knockout. Oh, split decision. I mean, both of these guys have had tough goes of it late. I'm, I'm going to lean Matt Schnell, and, and I mean, like, barely lean, and I'm not even confident on it. It's more just the two-fight skid for Bontorin worries me, especially in a flyweight division. Granted, it's Ray Borg and a knockout by Kai Car France, which, if I remember correctly, he was winning that first round pretty decisively until he got cracked. But these flyweights, man, flyweights, the toughest division to predict, especially because Dana did all that shit with it. I, I'm going to say match now. I, I want to, I can't even call him a prospect because I feel like he's just old at this point. I, I don't even know how to decide this one. Let's go match now minus 125, Bunt plus 105. You took a lot of the words right out of my mouth. Um, I'm going to go with as unpredictable as flyweights are. I'm going with the better grappler in my eyes, Matt Schnell. 
Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a – I think I would probably bet him at that 125 you said. I'm going to mm. go 150. I agree. And flyweights, dude, if they're the if they're the better grappler, and I'm significantly, but if they're like confirm the better grappler, these guys just especially without the knockout power, you can just control rounds and win it on the card at that 125 or. All right. So how about this? Opened at the end in the end of April. So this is what two and two and a half weeks ago. Minus 125. Now minus 155 match. Oh. Dude, when you said 125, I was like, it's over. I, this is not mine. Wow. So you Pull guys basically talk through what's happened in Vegas. Poha. Yeah. I'm Vegas and Danny's the guy, the Danny's the sharp who brought it up. Poha's right. Wow. Anyway, about second fight on the main card, we have Shane Burgos and Edson Barbosa, DK. Um, wow, this is going to be a fun fight. Talk about fireworks. You got two of the most exciting strikers at featherweight at 145, even though Barbosa, wow, his record is a lot worse recently than I thought. He's been on a skid. Two and five in his last seven. That surprises me with how good he's looked in a lot of those. Even Like that Dan Ige split decision could have gone the other way. That Felder split decision could have gone the other way. Kevin Lee's a bad, bad look. Um. Yeah, there's knockout threats all over here. Even though his record is bad, ah, see, I, I. Full disclosure for our listeners: I had written down Edson Barbosa minus one twenty-five, and now I'm really scared by his record. I'm gonna go straight even money. Definitely puts me in a spot here. I mean, I think Edson Barbosa, especially with a guy like Shane Burgos, who is more than fine to sit there and trade with you. I think it's you'd be hard pressed to find a better kicker in mixed martial arts. It's Maybe all time mixed martial arts. Yeah, I agree. His switch kick is yeah, can barely recorded. Yeah, unbelievable. The, the thing is, Danny's right. He's had a tough skid, two and five in his last seven, but. Habib lost. It happens. I mean, he got annihilated. He just got ground pound. Same as everybody else. Justin Gaethje, that was a quick one. That one was the most embarrassing of them all. Right hook first round. But both the Paul Felder split decision loss, I scored for Barbosa. I was very confident it was Barbosa, too. Felt that one was a little bit robbed. But Danny Gay split decision, I think people don't realize how big of a name Danny is going to be. They both have like wins over Makwan Amir Kami, who's a grappler. I, I think that name value, even though being two and five in his last 10, I, I would be shocked if Edson is, is a dog here. I'm going to go Edson minus 145. I wanted I the prices right to you. Take it. I, I wanted the with, prices right to you, but I'll be honest and I'll just, I'll do what I really think it is. Especially I with think Burgos if, coming off a, a loss to Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett is not. Ega no. Felder. The other thing, too, not even is, Kevin Lee. They had a contract. Yeah, yeah, about, the more I talk about it, I think you're going to take Edson this. Barbosa was talking about his contract, and he was saying the UFC gave him what he wanted, and it, it had to be a number that's. I mean, they want to keep him around. He's an exciting fighter. I, I just think that, especially with a guy like Burgos, I think that don't know what the KOTK line is, but that could be a look for Edson. 
but yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, Edson minus 145. And if I had to pick, I would even go higher, but I don't want to get too greedy with, with that even money bet you took. Burgos is favored right now, minus 125. Wow. And it's actually up from minus 120. I ain't barely up, but up a little bit from mid-April when it opened. Um, That'll that be a shit? pause and bet. Shit? That Edson KOTKO line is at plus 350. Oh, that's a sexy-ass bet. But that's, like, not worth it if you can get him at just a straight dog. He could sub him. Wow. I, I – I, I almost think pause and take both just a sprinkle on that 350 or three. I whatever. Know. It, what, what's it? What's it in the distance, Cobe? Let's see if we have a line out yet. Wow. I'm actually really, truly, 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 truly shocked by that. Listeners, you might see that on my bet MMA tips page by morning. Yeah. Barbosa in the distance is plus 325. Oh, you, you take that with the, with the potential for a sub. Well, 2-0 DK going into the third fight on the main card. We have a women's flyweight. Oh, wow. Caitlin Chukagian and Vivian Araujo. Araujo. I don't know how to say that. We'll go with Araujo. That's fine with me. This is a tough spot. Not going to lie. Being down 0-2. And then going into this fight to try to One predict. more clinches. I, uh, I know a lot about in just a distance rangey striker. I mean, very similar to a lot of the girls in this game. I don't know much about Arojas or Rahu, whatever the fuck, much that I'd like. I mean, I've seen her fight before. I've seen her fight recently, but I don't remember. Is she someone who wants to lean grappling? Is she someone who's willing to – because if she's willing to stand and strike with in I would be hard-pressed to imagine she would out-duel her to a decision. Let's go to Cakey in, and 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 we're gonna do minus one sixty five. It's a great number. Um, yeah, I I see Vivian a Viviani, Viviana. I, I see our girl VA, her nickname Vivi, on Tapology. I see Vivi as a grappler. Um, and I see this as a classic striker versus grappler matchup. I was pretty adamant. I think my last Malort bet was on a Chukagian fight versus another grappler, but a grappler that is is a powerful striker and you know, pretty well-rounded mixed martial artist in Jessica Andrade. I think I'm going to go above you a little bit, Reese. Mm. I think that Chukagian against this Kmart version of, of Andrade is going to be a minus 180 favorite. Wrong way. Minus 135, Chukagian. Yikes. So, Reese is still in it. Oh, ha. We've got Komain featuring Tony Ferguson and Benil Daryush. Lightweight bout. DK, kick things off. I just want to say, for all those listeners who aren't laughing in their car about that Kmart entourage, that went over your head, because that is a funny-ass joke, Danny. I'm not going to lie. That is a Kmart Andrade is literally exactly what this woman is. <laughs> you don't come here for the analysis. You don't come here for anything. No, you come here for the one-liners. <laughs> All Long right, so Tony Ferguson, <laughs> Benny Dariush. 
This is a tough one. Uh, this one kind of reminds me of that Burgos Barboza one that we just went over. You've got a legend versus a guy on the come up. The difference here is Benny is on a six fight win streak versus coming off a loss. Um, wow, this is tough. At one point in time, I mean, not even that long ago, Tony Ferguson was a shoe in for a title shot was one of the most respected names at lightweight was the guy, the guy on the pedestal. The only guy that had a chance to beat Khabib. Look how far he's fallen. I don't think he's fallen far enough to be a dog here. I do think there's a one in front of it. I'm going El Kukui minus 150. I'm not going to lie, Danny. I was. I have a number in mind. I came in with it the entire night. I'm going to stick with it. I was just praying that you were going to go over my number because I want to be closer to Benny than you. So not that long ago, I, I, I mean, we're talking two years ago. This line would be Al Kukui in the threes. Seriously, think about right. it. Dariush came off the flying knee highlight reel from Edson. A draw against Evan Dunham, who's like was an old wily old bet at the time. Did nine, and then the Alexander Hernandez, who hasn't aged that well, also dropped a couple in a row, got flash KO'd. So you're sitting here, you're like, you're not willing to touch Benny with a 10 foot pole, right? Well, the I, Tony I respect on Benny big time. Reese, I don't know if I you love remember Benny. this, but before no, we started Benny. the podcast, I had a my player with Benny Dariush in UFC three where a career mode where I actually dethroned Khabib and took that lightweight belt with Benny Dariush. I'm a guy who's, who's as big of a Dariush fan as you can find. Don't get it twisted. I, I love Dariush, but we're going to point to one point in his career where you said that's a tough skid. It would be that three fight skid, which was two years ago in the middle of Tony Ferguson's Prime. 11 or 12 fight win streak. Right. It's a lot of it. It's a lot different of a story now. I think Dariush is as hot as they come, and I I think for Ferguson worries me. I I just think it, like you said, I think one fifty is perfect. The number I had coming in was one seventy. I had Tony minus one seventy. I I just I I really wish I was the one on the inside closer to Benny because I'm I wouldn't be surprised if this was one thirty five. You know I I. The only I wouldn't even gone to my head. I wouldn't even guarantee that Tony's a favorite here. You know, like I like Benny. I think he has a good shot to win this one. Benny's the one on the six fight win streak, right? Not the skid. I, think ben- I just I, I gotta go. I'm Tony is Tony Ferguson. He's still El Kukui. It's maybe maybe my heart's on my sleeve in this one, but I I, I you know what? I actually feel comfortable with you at one seventy. Because I think that it's going to be between us. 165. I think we're right on it. We do a great job 165, every week. 165, I win, baby. 165, I win. That's fine with me. <laughs> okay, 160, I mean. 160. <laughs> we do a great job every week. We, we, we do. deserve to get paid the big bucks. I'll bet it, we're right on it. Before, before Danny started talking about between you guys, you'd be right on. I thought I was going to let you guys keep talking yourselves into the other way. Benny Dariush, your favorite, currently minus 165. 65, 65, 165? plus 145. That might be your second pause and play. I mean, are we – Can I don't want to give into my whatever. This pre-tape, 
I have, I've said how big of a Darius fan I am, and I've seen every fight Tony's been in three times over. We just got a couple questions. Do you think that Darius can tap Tony? Like, we saw no. Oliveira have a clear grappling advantage or, or a submission no. advantage, but Tony, no. the, like, fourth-degree, 10th planet black belt, do you think that Benny no, can grapple? No, he, he can't. He can't. But at the same time, I also don't think – I think that's also – you potentially take that out of, out of Tony's arsenal. So I don't know if Tony can tap Benny. But they're both unorthodox strikers. I don't see the Benny other, knocking him out really or separating say, him from consciousness. Gaethje couldn't. And even in that really whole exchange, say, I don't know if it was the second or third round, Tony no one separates. No one separates Tony from consciousness. The one thing I want to say, that 11-fight win streak, and, and this is going to be an unpopular opinion, and, and, and lot, but I think that I thought Tony deserved a title shot. I was saying it over and over again. I remember thinking, though, he is one of the most overrated fighters the UFC has to offer because I'll tell you why. He lost almost every first round he was in. He gets hurt every he fight. Got, he got mounted by Kevin Lee. I mean, think about that. He literally got mounted by Kevin Lee, almost tapped out. His wins, he, that fight against Anthony Pettis, when he was a minus 300 favorite, got absolutely destroyed. And the only reason why he won that fight is because Pettis broke his hand in the corner called it. I seriously think... Pettis could have won that fight. Donald Cerrone. I mean, Donald Cerrone didn't. That was prime Pettis too. 2018, Pettis was on a Wheaties box. No, it was much earlier in 2018. It was like 2011, Pettis was on a Wheaties box. Pettis hasn't been in. Pettis is in PFL and he's losing. He is not prime. RDA, I guess, was a great win. But, but you know, so much of this is like, I, I think, I, I seeing Benny as a favorite, I think is a little egregious, but I, I, I should have gone under. I knew it was under two. And I just came in with 170 because I thought the name value of Tony would never see him as a dog in a fight like this. But are you betting that? I'm not betting Benny there, but are you betting? I'm Tony betting Tony at, at that number. Yeah. Betting Tony. See, I don't know if I am. I will be in the, oct- I mean, being in the, in the arena is probably playing into that, but I will be on El Kikui in the octagon at a, Dog price, yes, sir. Yeah, Sign I mean, that's me gonna be a, up. Sounds so fun. Get, yeah, that's gonna be a great fight. Well, congratulations, Danny. This one's been definitely a shocker. I'll give you that. This, this set, no, but this set the spread as a whole has been a very weird one. Oh yeah, a lot of close lines. I think the winner's been on the wrong side of twice. Yeah. I mean, we've had two just once, wrong. just once. Danny was uh one, minus one ten both ways on Burgos. Bro. Edson Barbosa. I think I moved down on that though. That, that gave no, me. Yeah, the... he, he was anti that line after right. talking. Well, clinched for DK, pulls within one on the year. We still have the lightweight title fight to talk through. Another really tight one. Reese, I guess, kick things off for it. Okay. God. Another one that I just don't want to be any part of in making a line for i think uh i'm so excited weird. for this fight I, I agree this one's weird though because for me i always have this it happened with Askren. it happened even with gaichi coming from world series of fighting you always wonder about these guys you always wonder about the legitimacy of these guys and michael chandler especially being what 35 now danny 36 you know, he's, he's uh, old to be making his me. He UFC is debut. And it's like he's going from fighting. But a young 35, guys. April 24th. He, he's 34 okay. until and about two weeks ago. 
For example, Patricio Pitbull. Parker's birthday. Happy B-Day, Parker. Yeah, Which, birthday, like, birthday twin of Parker. Michael Chandler. Like if Parker year, wasn't in the Bahamas, then he'd be here to wish him a happy birthday himself. A year ago, he's losing to Patricio Pitbull. Is he going to come in here and, and take out the UFC's probably top grappler ever? I mean, he's got the most subs. It's just it's, – it's, it's weird. I would be hard-pressed to find Michael Chandler's favorite here. I, I almost refuse to say he's a favorite here. Now, I worry because disclosure for the viewers here, Kobe was telling me all week, oh, I'm so excited to bet Chandler. Or he told me even before that, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And so it's like I worry that that mindset, not that Kobe's a casual, but I think a lot of people are like, oh, we dismantled Hooker. I'm excited to bet him. I'm excited to bet him. So I do worry that that brought the line down. I would say if I was setting this line in Vegas, I would do Oliveira minus 160, Michael Chandler plus 140. I think my guess would be it's closer to even. I would say that a lot of people probably want Michael Chandler. I would say that even with his crazy win streak that he's been on with a lot of subs and a lot of finishes, I feel like Oliveira is still not even talked about that much. I'm going to say it's probably Oliveira minus 135. Michael Chandler plus 115. I like where your head's at. Um, I'm in the same way. I, I Full disclosure, initially I had minus 150 Oliveira written down. Mm. But yeah, I'd want to say. I do want to say, and I'll get into it a lot more on the real episode. This is just a teaser. But – Looking at this record in front of me of Charles Oliveira and this crazy win streak he's been on, does it not remind you just the slightest of what you just said about Tony's whole crazy win no, streak? No, it totally does. I mean, it you've totally got does. guys like Jared Gordon, Nick Lentz, David Tamer. It totally does. No, it it it, it totally does. Even the biggest but, name on it is is Tony Ferguson in the year sure. 2020, which is sure, but 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 the problem is, is look who he's standing across from. A guy who was in Bellator. But a, a but guy who you mentioned who was the pitbull knockout. Do you think that do Will you think Brooks that is going to come out here and strike with Chandler? Will Brooks got cut from the UFC, and he has beaten Michael Chandler not once but twice. <laughs> has Michael Chandler ever in his career been on the disadvantage in terms of takedown numbers or been subbed? And the answer to both is no. He's never been out grappled mm. in his career. But again, I, I'll get, I'll really of, get, I'm a big fan of this guy because I watch a lot of training footage that comes name out. Name a single uh, person who's even close, who would name a single person who'd even come close to the grappling prowess of, of Charles Oliveira. Name a single person who comes even close, like within 50%, let's say. You're not going to find them. I mean, not 2013 even Eddie Alvarez is the, is the answer. 2013, Eddie Alvarez, you think is close to as good of a grappler as Charles Oliveira? Most, I mean, it's different kinds in, of grappling. It's, it's not some, it's it's not Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but it's a wrestler who, right? But you were saying that Michael Chandler's never been tapped out, right? He's never been tapped out. He, I mean, that's okay. You're right, but no, I see what you're saying. Though I see what you're saying. I mean, so well, so where are you with this line? Do you have one? No, so I I I I, I already said my line. I have I am right there on the same thinking as you. But I'm just trying to give our listeners a little bit of a basis as where Kobe's coming from with his excitement. Because I think I have might have fueled maybe a little bit because I'm a, a huge, 
huge fan of what they're doing down in Sanford MMA and the tapes that come out of the scrambles and the takedown defense that Michael Chandler has against Kamaru and Gilbert are mind blowing for me. And as, as like a nerd that just loves scrambles and like loves all that footage, Michael Chandler can hang out with, with Oliveira. Um, if he gets into a bad position, like no one wants to be in a bad position with Charles Oliveira. He's an anaconda. Like he'll, he'll figure out a way to get your air out of your lungs. But Michael Chandler is as creative of a takedown defender as I've ever seen. Some of the stuff he tries is crazy. No, I mean, I, I agree with all you're saying. I agree. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with any of it. It's just so hard. It's always been so hard to rightfully take someone from another organization and be like, well, this is how you can compare the two. I remember. And it's always double hard. It. Cause you could say it's always hard to cap a fight for a vacant title. You've got no one defending, no one like, it's just hard. You don't know. Neither, neither of these guys. Yeah. Neither of these guys have really been in UFC title, a UFC title picture before. So it's like, yeah, you don't know. You don't right. know. It's hard. Oliveira is your favorite minus 130 right now. It's down a bunch since it opened at minus 175 back mid what exactly It's exactly what I said. Literally, I said, I think I said 160 to 135. So here's a question for something the listeners would think of, but also you two. Come fight night. Come five minutes before the fight. You think, you think Michael Chandler sees the minus in front of his, his ticker? I it wouldn't think, shock me if it got to even, but I don't see him being the favorite. I agree with Kobe. I think that the streak that Oliver is on is going to speak more than the knockout highlight over Hooker. Oliver has got some highlights of his own. I just think that, and I'll bring it up again for really deep dive examination. I think that this win streak he's on is eerily similar to Tony Ferguson's. And I actually think his fight style is eerily similar. No, to I don't, I don't totally disagree. Unorthodox I, striking, incredible jujitsu. Yeah. I don't totally toughness disagree. Toughness like for days. Yeah. But let's also it's talk about how I would be. And again, I'm a little biased. I'll be the first one to admit that when it comes to Dan Hooker, I think he's one of the more overrated guys in the UFC. Uh, and one of the big reasons for that is I was at the UFC fight where he pretty much got murdered by Edson Barbosa. When I mean murdered, I mean like the man I'm shocked didn't die. He just got teed off. On. He, was a, he was a punching bag and the ref finally stopped it. But like for three rounds, he, it was hard to watch. It was so bad. He was, it was a human punching bag, but like James Vick, obviously like that, that, I mean, retired ally Kinta. I mean, you got a name there. Paul Felder split decision that a lot of people had for Paul. But you I'm not saying Dan Hooker's a slouch. In but down I, in just... Houston, Texas, Michael Chandler, a Tony Ferguson that that represents Mexico and the United States. There's going to be some kind of home field advantage with the full crowd for Team USA. Michael Chandler bringing it home, taking yeah, it from Russia. Yeah, but there's also that UFC versus other promotion type of of fire that I think a lot of fanboys have. But yeah, we can but- we can touch into we can touch into all that on the main card. Uh, congratulations on your win this week, Kobe. What does that bring the record to as a whole? Seven six, Reese. Okay. 
losing the gap, but we're still there. Needed this right. one. Well, let's give it a pull high and come back with the regular scheduled program later in the week. Can't wait. See what wins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.